here's the deal. Here's how this connects and here's why this matters, especially, especially, especially if you are someone who has a busy life, if you're, if you're a leader in any way, right? If you're running a team, if you're a professional, if you are a parent or a mother and you need all the energy that you can get, okay? And everything that you are consuming is going to affect your energy levels. Everything that you consume actually affects every part of your health and well-being. Welcome to Unlock Your Wellbeing, the podcast that teaches you the simple keys to health and happiness so that you can grow as a human being into a well-being. And now here's your host, author, certified wellness coach, mother and wife, Alicia Leadham. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the show. Thank you all so much for being here. I am super pumped to dive into a topic that I'm pretty passionate about. In fact, I'm so passionate about it. I have dedicated an entire chapter to this in my book, which, by the way, is out and available for you right now. The book is called The Six Gold Keys to Wellbeing. It's my guide to helping you unlock a healthy, a healthy and happy life. You can grab your copy over on Amazon, and then you can head to my website and download the free master resource guide, including some guided meditation audios and all of the resources that I share with you throughout each chapter of the book. But I digress. So the second chapter in the book is the gold key of nutrition. And I'm very passionate about how nutrition plays a huge role in your well-being and specifically in your energy and in your stress levels. And I just feel like this is such a highly overlooked um, aspect of our well-being, like because we've heard it so much before, like, oh yeah, eat healthy, that's going to help you, that we just don't truly give it the real um, energy and thought that it deserves in truly, 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 truly at its core, reducing anxiety and reducing fatigue, Okay. So what I'm going to share with you guys today is a list specifically of five types of foods that you will want to avoid that are causing you to feel anxious and exhausted. And I'm going to share with you exactly uh, how this impacts you. Um, And then I'm going to give you a few food list, a list of of some foods that will give you some energy. And Again, this is all broken down in chapter two of my book, but I came across this article um, a couple of days ago that was released um, on, I think it's CNBC, a Harvard nutritionist and brain expert avoids these types of foods that can make you feel tired and stressed. And I was reading through it and I thought, huh, I wrote about every single one of these things in my book. So I want to go through the five things that this um, Harvard nutritionist and brain expert shares. Uh, And then if you want to learn even more, you can, you know, head to my book. (laughs) Okay, so here's the deal. Here's how this connects and here's why this matters, especially, especially, especially if you are someone who um, 
has a busy life. If you're, if you're a leader in any way, right? If you're running a team, if you're a professional, if you are a parent or a mother and you need all the energy that you can get. Okay. And everything that you are consuming is going to affect your energy levels. Everything that you consume actually affects every part of your health and well-being. And it act, it just blows my mind that some people do not think that your diet has anything to do with other parts of your health. It's just like, I don't understand that concept whatsoever because it's all connected. It's all interrelated. Um, your gut is considered your second brain. This is nothing new. They confirm this in research in recent years, but um, in ancient medicine, we've known this for thousands of years, okay? It's it's the gut and the brain are a constant two-way like communication with each other, okay? Because what is in your gut and how healthy your gut is impacts your brain, impacts your mood, and impacts your energy levels. And so when your gut is inflamed, when you're eating foods that cause inflammation in your gut, this is going to increase the level of free radicals that damage brain tissue and lowers energy, okay? And when you have too much inflammation in the gut, then your gut microbiome is not um, great, okay? And we want a very diverse, abundant gut microbiome, okay? We want we want a lot of good things going on in the gut. And so what happens when you're eating foods that um, cause some chronic inflammation in the gut, this is going to impact your mood. It's going to impact your nervous system. It's going to impact, um, some people say your traumas. I mean, it, it just impacts absolutely everything. So it's very important, right? All right, here are the five foods that can cause anxiety and fatigue that you are going to want to avoid at all costs when possible. Also, I do want to say I, and I share this in the book, and I might say this like a hundred more times on this episode because it's just true. It's all in the book. So I really want you guys to, you know, read it because this is just one chapter. But I believe in the 80-20 rule, not even a rule, just like a, the 80-20 guideline of living um, and applying this to your, to your diet, right? So 80% of the time you are focused on eating real healthy food and 20% of the time you can kind of let loose and just let yourself eat whatever. If you do that and and you can do that like in your day or you could do it in your meals, but um thinking about and focusing on the 80/20 will help you so that you don't have to worry or focus so much on all of the little things within your diet. Um to make it a more simple approach for you, okay? So this is not about perfection. This is not about all or nothing. This is not about um, being this like perfect health nut. This is about improving your quality of life. This is about improving your mood. This is about improving your energy levels. This is about reducing your anxiety. This is about reducing um, your fatigue so that you can be the best you that you can be. That's what we need from you. We need you to be the leader you can you you are. You truly are. And and to 
give yourself the chance with with your diet okay okay number one first food that you want to avoid which is probably nothing new that you've heard before but you want to avoid processed foods okay so processed foods like like soda um baked goods uh chips anything that basically you open up from a package that's already made for you in some way that is considered a processed food most processed foods have a ton of refined and added sugars most of those refined or added sugars are high fructose corn syrup this can cause a lot of inflammation okay um and it also causes sugar crashes several hours later like and so you get very hungry very quickly right after it so instead of reaching for a processed food like a um a dinner or a lunch that's kind of already really made for you you just open it up and start eating it i like to reach for things that are like ready for me um, to eat right away, but a nutrient dense, like whole food. So I will grab a tin of smoked, um, fish that's wild caught. I can open that right up and eat it straight from the can. Okay. And then I can open up, um, I can like chop up a cucumber and eat that in the side, or I can just grab a handful of greens and put it on top of that and a handful of olives and put that on top of that. Or, open up a, an avocado like all none of those things take any longer to open and eat than it does to open and eat something that's processed does that make sense so um anything you're eating that's processed is going to zap your energy and increase and, and potentially increase your anxiety again science backed okay the second thing and you guys may have been hearing this more and more lately because it's becoming more um mainstream that people are learning about this but studies are showing that we are want needing to avoid something called seed oils okay so seed oils are basically cheap very very highly processed oils made from like an overabundance of of uh, of crops so like corn oil soybean oil, sunflower oil, vegetable oil, all of these oils are extremely inflammatory, okay? Because they are made out of out of omega-6 fatty acids. And they don't have the omega-3 fatty acids like other very high quality anti-inflammatory oils have, such as like extra virgin olive oil, or avocado oil, for example. Um, now, this is really interesting too, is that studies are finding that people who consume foods high in omega-6 fatty acids are at a higher risk of depression compared to those who consume foods high in omega-3s, okay? Now, you might not think that you're eating a lot of these seed oils, but if you eat anything from a package, Look at the ingredients and I can almost guarantee you that there will be a seed oil on there. So um, this is why it's if you want to eat those things or like have, you know, some kind of granola bar or some some things that are made for you, 
or yeah, that are already made for you, make it yourself. And you can still have those things, but you can use better ingredients that aren't going to, you know, create inflammation in the gut, which is going to affect your your mood and your energy. Uh, so just pay really close attention to to these seed oils. They are they are in everything right now. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it just blows my mind how much they're in. So just be like a detective and start really looking at the uh, list of ingredients of things that you're that you're buying. I mean, most sauces, most um, salad dressings. I mean, it's even in like some hot sauces and um, just any kind of like condiment. It's wild. So I make my own salad dressing and by, and what I mean by make my own salad dressing is I will literally drizzle some organic extra virgin olive oil on top and then I'll squeeze half of a lemon on top of that and then I'll throw a little bit of um, Himalayan salt and some black pepper on top of that and I'll mix it all together and that's my salad dressing and I most people ask me what what how I did it and how I made it when they eat my salad. <laughs> and I'm like, all I did was put olive oil and lemon juice. And if I was if I'm out of a lemon, then I'll put a little bit of vinegar on it instead. So there's your own salad dressing. And in my book, I share um, a bunch of resources for some other books of how to eat simply and like an eat, eat in season. And that's all in the resource guide. And that's also in the, um, in my master resource guide that you get for free after you grab a copy of the book. So anyway, all right. The third food to avoid, we kind of mentioned this, um, as part of number one, which is processed foods, but it's added and refined sugars. Okay, added and refined sugars. These are so bad for you. Um, so bad for you. This the only thing worse. I I say this in the book. The only thing worse than um, sugar is fake sugar. Okay. Uh, so which is what has been coming up so much lately? Um, which are these artificial sweeteners? This is actually this is actually um number four. So number three is is refined sugars. Okay, so refined sugars are like, you know, the white sugar that we are um, adding to things. Uh, This adding, eating too much sugar can cause like increased anxiety because it's overwhelming the body with more sugar than it needs. And this is causing um, more inflammation, right, in the gut. And again, sugar is in basically everything. Look at the ingredients. It's in surprising foods. It's in ketchup. It's in salad dressing. It's in it's in French fries. It's in like it's in everything. And usually, I mean, I'm even seeing people take like these gummy multivitamins, and the first ingredient is sugar. It's in everything. In fact, sugar is so detrimental that they even recommend for um, babies to not give them any added or refined sugars for their first two years of life. And the reason for this that I found is because every single thing that they consume in their first two years of life is developing their brain and like basically creating their system, every part of their system, their, their immune system, their, their gut, their brain, like everything. 
And so avoiding all sugars for, you know, added sugars um, for the first two years of life is the recommendation. And so that's what uh, I personally been doing with my daughter. Um, She's still getting like sweet things like, you know, fruit, um, lots of fruit. She loves fruit. She loves bananas. She loves watermelon. Right now she's super into raspberries Um, so I'm, you know, we're letting her have those things. I've even let her have like some dark chocolate, a little tiny bit, um, and, uh, whatnot, but no, she hasn't had like cake or cookies or, you know, anything, literally anything pre-made or or any of those, um, like little squeezy things that, that they give kids. Like I'm all, all we do is just, I make our food and then she gets a little bit of ours. For that reason, because it's it's crucial for her development. So thinking about that for ourselves, um, removing as much added or refined sugar from your diet as possible is helpful. Now, if you find that you crave a lot of sugar right now, it's, it's a very addictive um, substance. And so the more you eat it, the more you crave it. And if you just scale it back slowly and you cut down on it a little bit, then the less you will crave it. And then the more you'll start to crave like healthier foods. So this is very similar um, approach to like ending kind of like the, the your processed food or like fast food addiction, which side note, I read a stat the other day that I think it was about 35% of Americans eat fast food every single day. What? guys that's crazy that's so crazy that's so crazy so um yeah we need to reduce that there's so much sugar in it it's obviously very highly processed um there's it's all made from seed oils and it's just the more you eat it the more you crave it and so the less you eat it and you just kind of scale back slowly, then the less you will crave it. And then the more your body kind of like resets itself and you start to crave real foods even um, more as you you cut down on your dependency for fast food or processed foods or refined sugars. So as I kind of like was talking a little bit before with uh, the refined sugars, Number four is also artificial sweeteners, okay? So people will think, all right, well, sugar is so bad for you. I'm just going to replace it with this artificial, you know, replacement, this healthy um, sugar replacement, but it's actually even worse for you. It's very alarming. It's very alarming because science is kind of finding that artificial sweeteners can contribute to depression. Um, And there's another study that showed that people who consume artificial sweeteners, mostly through like diet drinks, are more depressed than those who don't consume them. Um, And then even worse, there's other studies that show that artificial sweeteners can be very toxic to the brain um, because it alters your mood regulating neurotransmitters. So what can you do instead of the artificial sweeteners? Um, just replace it with any like whole food, natural sweeteners. And I have, again, all of this listed in my book. So a couple of natural sweeteners. I even did this today with my iced coffee. Um, I just put a little bit of, uh, local honey into my coffee. So like I poured my espresso, 
um, over some ice with a little bit of honey. I mixed it all together so it kind of like, you know, disintegrated together. And then um, added my my uh, organic almond milk and went on from there. So honey, maple syrup, those are two of like really, really great ones. Um, and of course, there's some others, but those are those are the best to get you going. So at the very least, please cut out all artificial sweeteners. Very horrible for you. So anything that says sugar-free, but it has some type of um, uh, like sweetener added to it, that would be artificial. <laughs> so reduce that. It's actually making you hungrier in the long run as well. And then the fifth food to avoid is fried foods, okay? Um, so people who consume more fried foods are more likely to develop depression in their lifetime. There is a study that found that in 2016, actually the study looked at 715 factory workers and measured their levels of depression, resilience, and fried food consumption. And then that's, that's what they found. Um, so the fried foods are likely contributing to your, um, depression, depression and your mood, um, because of the fat that it's fried in. Okay. Um, so bad fats, margarine, vegetable oils, et cetera, et cetera, are drastically, drastically, drastically different than good fats, such as olive oil, avocado, grass-fed butter, Etc. Etc. So you need good healthy fat because your brain is made of fat, and so it needs it to think clearly and to support the brain. But on the other end of it, when you're eating very unhealthy fats, it's actually very bad for the brain. Um, And so this is in fried foods. So you know, if you're out to dinner, or if you're ordering something out, at the very least, just um, switch up your order to not have the fried food, right? So if you're going to get like a chicken sandwich instead of a fried chicken, just get like the grilled or steamed or something like that. Or if you still really want your fried food, just fry it yourself at home and do it in a very good oil. (laughs) Um, and again, well, I don't know if I've said this again, but quality of your ingredients is highly outweighs, um, outweighs anything else like the better quality your food the more nutrients you're going to uh have in it so that's important too so those are the five foods you guys that if you start to avoid those you're going to reduce your anxiety and reduce your fatigue processed foods seed oils refined sugars artificial sweeteners and fried foods now What are some things that you can eat to fight fatigue? What are some things you can do to have a healthier brain, to have a healthier body, to be happier? (laughs) Um, Now, one thing that's really uh, important is to consume some probiotics because like I mentioned at the beginning of this show, the healthier your gut is, the healthier your brain is. And how do we create a healthy gut? You want to um, make sure you are consuming enough probiotics to have the good gut microbiome going on. And so foods with probiotics are uh, like sauerkraut. I talk about that a lot. Kefir. My husband eats kefir daily because of this. 
Um, kimchi are, is really good. And this is why I have um, recently in the last year, and I've talked about this on the show quite a bit, started my own sourdough starter and have uh, started switching over into making all of our own um, breads from scratch. So from my sourdough starter, because it contains all of the, the good uh, gut bacteria, the good probiotics. Um, so I'm using this to make my own pizza dough, my own um, English muffins, which I'm like super obsessed with right now. I think I'm making them almost every day. I'm not going to lie. I'll make my own flatbread with it. And it's very easy. It takes a little bit of time, but it's really not as much time as you think. And honestly, what's more important than um, nourishing myself and my family with healthy foods so that we have a healthy body and a healthy brain and are happy? Like that's that's mo- that's important, you guys. That's important. So um, consuming your probiotics uh, will really help you fight fatigue, making sure you're getting enough fat. Okay, Um, especially your omega-3 fatty acids. So you can find this in fish, Um, salmon, tuna, herring. I really like smoked herring right now Um, in in like a can. It's super, super delicious. Um, Of course, uh, your healthy fats, your olive oil, your nut butters, getting your avocados. Avocados are very healthy for your focus in your brain. It'll make you um, a lot more focused about your day. So eating that in the morning with some protein will be very beneficial for you. And here's what's another exciting thing as we're heading into spring. Um, herbs. Herbs will help you fight fatigue. And um, spring is a great time for in-season herbs. So oregano... Um, our CSA that we go through locally, which is where we, um, buy for our farm through the farmer's market, essentially. I I explained what a CSA and all of this is in the book. Um, but our farmers that we partner with, they really love to grow a lot of lemon balm this time of year and oregano. And so we are getting our first box in a couple of weeks. That's when like the official, uh, season starts. So I'm really excited. Honestly, I just add the herbs to anything and everything. So like in the morning, um, with my eggs that I cook in, uh, coconut oil and then eat on my sourdough, uh, English muffin with some avocado or some grass fed cheese, I'll just chop up a bunch of herbs and put it on top. Okay. For salads at lunch with some fish, or some leftover, you know, chicken, I'll just chop up a bunch of herbs and throw it on the salads. Anything that I make for dinner, I'll just, like, you hear, you heard it, chop up all the herbs and throw it on top. Those things will really fight fatigue. Um, It's so good for you. So I want to share that, of course, changing your diet is not the only thing that will, you know, prevent anxiety or fatigue, but it can have a really big effect to leave you feeling more energized and to leave you feeling rejuvenated. So I encourage you to make it a priority of starting to make these little changes and you're going to start to see some really big results in your overall well-being, which is the name of the show. This is how you unlock your well-being. This is how you unlock um, one area of your well-being, which is the gold key of nutrition. So 
Um, for the, I think the 10th time, this is all in my book in chapter two with uh, five other keys that you can focus on to really help you improve your overall well-being and, you know, live a happy and healthy life, which is what we all want. And you have a lot of control of that. So thank you guys so much for being here and tuning in with this episode. I'd love to hear what you guys think. If you're, you've been really enjoying the show, I'd love it if you would to leave a written review that would really help us out a lot and help the show and hopefully to be able to come back for a season two. Um, season one is going to be ending here pretty soon. We have just a few more episodes for you and then I will be taking the summer off and doing you know, some guest speaking and just taking a break and enjoying the summer as we are um, doing a lot of publicity and visibility for um, for the book release. And um, I'm doing a lot of speaking gigs and working with um, uh, my clients. I have some really exciting projects and uh, client work that I'm doing with my uh, my series, my, my workshop series and my wellness coaching that I offer and provide for um, professionals to help employee uh, well-being and of course really helping the executives and the leaders to effectively bring that and roll that out into um, the culture because this is important this is very very important so anyway that's what's going on this summer um, and hopefully we'll be back in the fall but if you would like us to um you know, be back or even a little bit before then, it would be really awesome if you were to leave a review and share with us how it's helped you. And maybe uh, you can uh, let someone else know that this would be helpful for them. So if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend that could uh, help them out. We'll have all the um, information uh, and all the links to all the studies and everything in, in the show notes. And feel free to reach out to me if you would like in any capacity and of course we have the book link in the show notes as well so thank you guys so much for being here so hope you have a great day namaste you guys <laughs>